You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Join Sharon as she discusses the human experience of creating and maintaining relationships of all kinds, from friendships to family and everything in between. And now, here's Sharon. Welcome to the show. This is Ship Talking, WCHL's relationship talk show, and I am your host, Sharon Levine, joined with me by Matt and Brendan. Hello, friends. How's it going? Hey, Sharon. (laughs) Thank you for joining us today. So we've been doing a lot of quarantine episodes over the past couple of weeks. We've talked about dating during the social isolation. We've talked about being in a relationship during the social isolation. But you two have what I think is a pretty unique story. So I thought we could dive into that together today. So you two are best friends, very close friends, and you have wound up quarantined together, but you were not roommates. You Mm -hmm. weren't even living on the same coast. It's true. So how does this happen? So um, so this is Matt speaking, Uh, but uh, Brennan and I actually used to be roommates. We were roommates back in Austin, Texas. Yeah. Uh, We played in a band together called The Sheeps. Um, for a couple of years. And then I moved out here to North Carolina uh, to start graduate school. And then Brendan moved out to Los Angeles uh, to pursue music full time. Um, but yeah, we've remained friends, been close friends for a long time now, uh, almost a decade. And uh, yeah, I guess back in like late February, Brendan sent me a text. I was like, dude, I got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I didn't really want to stay in LA. Uh, during the quarantine experience, um, just be due to being a huge city. And I didn't really like my roommate situation over there. And the thought of being quarantined for a month or two with my current roommates was very unappealing to me. Less than ideal. Yeah. Very less than ideal. But this, correct me if I'm wrong, also wasn't really thought out. If I remember this correctly, Matt literally got a text from you that said, I'm coming. I'll be there in two days. <laughs> yeah. So after right? that initial talk in late February, I think I, yeah, a couple weeks later, I'm like, hey, Matt, I'm coming to LA or I'm coming to <laughs> and I'll be there in two days. Yeah. And I, I guess also I, I did say, like, dude, if you need to get out of there, like he did, you have a, you have, you have a space here. Um, and I, I said that to him previously um, when he and my other bandmate visited last summer. I was like, you guys ever want to? Come hang. You always are welcome. So, But I remember you telling me at one point, Brendan, mm-hmm. you said something like, I just got this feeling. I had to get out. Absolutely. It was the day. I remember the day. It was uh, the day that Trump declared the national emergency. And I just had this feeling that they hadn't shut down bars or anything yet in L.A. And I just had this feeling that they were going to. Like I saw what was happening in Italy. And I just knew that they were going to lock things down. And I was just like, I got to get out of LA at that point. Just <laughs> and, had this hunch, you know. I mean, as Brendan also, he works in you know in music, so doing live sound, absolutely working shows, DJing. You know, if you can't go to bars, you can't go to shows, then Brendan's out of work. So yeah, so basically, I'm out of work right now. I was doing live sound at a you know a few popular bars in LA, and you know those are shut down till who knows when. So um, I knew that I wasn't going to have any work in LA. So it's not like I'm you know not working or I'm missing work in LA. So I figured, you know, why not come to Durham and be with a good friend for this uh, quarantine experience. So roommates 10 years ago and... Mm, uh, let's see, 2013? Yeah, 2013, we lived together for six months. Yep. 
then I was a teacher in Arkansas for a couple of years, and then I moved back to Austin, and we lived together for another year. Yeah, 2016 um, was the last time we yeah. lived together. So roommates seven years ago, and Four unexpected. Oh, is that you said third? Okay, whatever. Yeah. No, seven Matt, No, seven Matt. Four. You're right. You're and right. then unexpectedly, roommates again during yep. this global pandemic. Look at this. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's been a great experience. You know, we've uh, you know made music. Um, it's good to be in a creative space. You know, we're both you know creative people, and uh, also just being in Durham in the spring has been you know beautiful. It's been a really beautiful spring. Everything's blooming. Um, getting to know the foliage and the birds here again. So. And I went to Duke, you know, 10 years ago, so I'm familiar with Durham, but it's been a while since I've been here. So it's been really nice to be back. Cool. Yeah. Any, uh, how's it been roommate-wise? Have any tiffs, any arguments, any? No, I mean, the lucky thing about living with someone who you've already been a roommate with is you kind of know the the foibles, the, the things that are... I don't know, triggering or whatever, but also like Britt and I are good friends and we have similar passions. I mean, our careers are going different directions in some ways, but you know, having the shared passion in music, uh, which for me brings me the most happiness. I think for Brendan does the same. I think that plays a huge role in sort of keeping a harmonious space. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, some, some uh, intense conversations about scientific theory. <laughs> we won't get into. Well, that. Yeah, we won't get into. There's not, you know, uh, healthy debates about uh, you know philosophy and science, the nature of the the globe and whether or not it is a globe. Um, yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, but no. Uh, been uh, watching BoJack Horseman, which is an yep. incredible show. Doing, okay. I'm sure a lot of people out there are you know watching TV shows and uh, doing their quarantine viewing experience. We did Tiger King. We did Tiger uh, that King. Was, that was mm-hmm. fun. Like that everyone was something. else. And then you'll be watching BoJack Horseman and other yeah. shows. What a show. Yeah, it's a great show. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, great show. I haven't seen it. It's incredible. Well, that's really cool. I haven't heard a story like yours. I haven't heard of anyone else being like last minute quarantine with their best friend. It's, Definitely. Yep. It's pretty cool. It is. Yep. And it's been, you know, it's been a really good experience. I think I made the right decision being here. It's good to be back with Matt and... And this beautiful house, um, having a dog here too sometimes has been nice. So, It'll definitely be a cool story that you'll you'll have together. Absolutely. Yeah, true. For sure. Very true. Definitely. Cool. Well, we're going to pause right there and be back with you shortly to talk a little bit more about friendship during this time of social isolation. Thanks for listening to us. And tune back in to Ship Talking in a few minutes on 97.9 The Hill. You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. We'll be back with more after this on 97.9 The Hill. And now back to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Once again, here's Sharon. Welcome back into Ship Talking on 97.9 The Hill. I am your host, Sharon Levine, joined again with... Matt. <laughs> and... Brendan. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for coming back. So we talked a little bit in the last segment about your unique story, how you are two good friends who ended up being quarantined together for the past two months. Um, we've talked a lot on this show, and I, I know I have just amongst friends about how the quarantine has really impacted how we connect with people, everyone, our family, our friends, our partners. 
I've heard a lot of talk and thought a lot about the impact that this isolation can have on our mental health. Um, I know there are a lot of people right now that are having a hard time being on their own. But I think one good thing that has come out of this is that it's really pushed us to think more purposefully about our connections and how we stay close to our friends. So my question to you both is, how have you been doing with this this weird time? Um, mental health wise, just kind of how have you been hanging in there? And also, how have you been connecting with people? Sure. Uh, so I think, I think a good, so there's a lot of questions. That no, I, no, no. I, I think so those, those, are, those are good question prompts thinking. I think, I think I read an article by someone named Alan Lightman in the Atlantic about the effect of the coronavirus on our ability to sort of reflect upon, uh, just the speed at which we do things in modern society. And I think Did you really remember the author of that article or did you just look it up before? No, I Alan Lyman is one of my favorite authors. <laughs> he wrote a book called he also wrote a book called Einstein's <laughs> Dreams. Uh, that's why. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he's a professor at MIT. But anyways, he's an astrophysicist and he was basically talking about like coronavirus is a chance for us to reclaim our solitude, or reclaim our appreciation for like slowing down, uh, you know, taking time outside. Um you know, writing a letter to a friend, yeah. like all these things that we've lost through sort of like this assault of content and deadlines and everything we have in modern society. So I, I read that pretty early on in the coronavirus uh, sort of quarantine. It was like early March. I think that's helped my sort of mental health overall, sort of in terms of my appreciation for this time, as opposed to sort of seeing it as just this drag and feeling bored. I think Brent and I both have talked about like, Neither one of us get bored very often. We don't really understand that concept of boredom. For sure. And um, no, second to what you said about getting in touch with nature again, I think it's been, that's been one of the best parts about this time, I think. Um, slowing down and going outside for a walk. I tried to take a walk every day when it was nice. And getting to know the plants around you, the birds. I downloaded this app and I showed Matt this. It's yeah. Picture This. It's a great app if you don't have it. Um, Basically, you can take a picture of any plant and it tells you what it is. So it's cool to like start to get to know your plant neighbors. A cherry tree. <laughs> a cherry tree. A cherry tree is growing in my front yard. I there had no idea. It was a crazy. cherry tree. You got, you know. I'm just imagining Brendan on his little walk around the neighborhood. Yeah. Like, oh, my glasses. hello, Lob Lolly Pine. Hello, <laughs> I, cherry tree. I did not yeah. speak to the plants yet, uh, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, it's been really great to just get in touch with the nature around you. And I think that this quarantine, like you said, makes us slow down and appreciate that. When other days we're just rushing to work, we're coming home, we're watching Netflix, and we're not really appreciating what's around us. So one To the point of like walks too, uh, sort of like usually when I go on a run, I would just I would go on a run at the end of the day. And it would just be just to get out and get some exercise at the end of the day. Whereas now, like, I feel like people going on their walk or their run is like their one chance for the day to go outside. Yeah. And so there's a, just a real big appreciation for that on both like the nature level, but also since there's so many other people outside, I feel like people are much more friendly towards each other when they see each other, you know, smiling, saying hello, making small talk. I mean, Sharon's, Sharon does that all the time. So <laughs> it's not really anything new. She like makes friends with every human she sees. I made friends with a snake today. I made friends with a snail. Yes, just a uh, there you go. Dr. Doolittle. We're talking to all different animals and 
place. So you said you said you haven't really felt bored yet, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. Why? I mean, because that's that's not what I've heard from a lot of people. I've heard a lot of people really struggling with boredom. So what is it that's different about you? What is it that you feel like you've been able to to do or uh, appreciate maybe during this time that hasn't hit everyone the same way? I think I think there's a lot of things. One, I would be missed to not mention like privilege at the front of this, just yeah. in the sense of like we're not in New York City. We're not in Los Angeles. Right, you have a beautiful so, backyard. A beautiful backyard. Where... I have an area around my, uh, in my neighborhood where I can go outside and walk around so I can get out um, if I need to. Um, also, like, similarly, I'm not living in a tiny New York apartment, so I have a room with all my music equipment so I can easily, you know, record music or write music, um, play different instruments. So that's very uh, much, like, from a privilege standpoint. But at the same time, we are very, I think Brynn and I are very active in our hobbies. Like, we both pursue our hobbies um, with passion as opposed to just seeing them as like something peripheral. I think it's like a huge part of who we are. Um, we have hobbies I think are sort of amenable to solitude, like Brendan Reitz all the time. Um, I enjoy video games. I've been playing the new Animal Crossing game like other people have, I'm sure. How do you think the presence of each other and having someone who you're genuinely happy to spend all this time with has impacted that for you? Like, Do you feel like you would be able to say or have the same appreciation if you were here by yourself? Definitely not. No. I think, you know, coming from a place where I probably would have been on my own, away from my roommates, kind of not really talking to them, I think having someone that you can interact with and talk about things that are going on in the world and create with and, you know, just even watching the same thing together, it's a, it's a big deal to be able to be with someone else who you're friends with, who you're family with. And for you too, I imagine there's also this sense of just like true privilege and opportunity. Like you live on two different coasts and you're not friends that get to see each other a lot. Right. Definitely. That's true. So we're not sick of each other. Yeah. yeah, I think there was something Brendan was just talking about before we started recording, which is like limiting. It also limits the amount of time we're spending on the internet. And I think yeah. right now, Definitely. I mean, if you go to Huffington Post, Drudge Report, Reddit, you know, you're going to see a bunch of really distressing headlines. You go to the comments section, you see a bunch of distressing comments. Um, that can be a lot in terms yeah. of affecting your mental health in a pretty profound way. And mm-hmm. I think that having someone else in your physical space that you can talk to and sort of shut your laptop screen or get off the internet for a second with, um, I think is a huge, uh, you know, it's like I said, privilege to have someone who, uh, you can talk to about those things as opposed to sort of going down the rabbit hole of the internet. I remember at the beginning of the quarantine talking to you both a lot about the news and then both of you making a very purposeful decision to pull yourself away from that a little bit. Yeah. The first week I was here, I was the first two weeks I was here. I was, pretty deep in the news. I probably looked at the news like hours a day, you know, just scrolling. Yeah. You were like tracking things in lifetime, New York times, then go to wall street journal, then go to Washington post. And then by the time you're done with one rotation, you go back to New York times, (laughs) you know, but I think, you know, I think it was necessary to kind of be on top of things. Yeah. But then at a certain point, there's no, you know, a week or daily check of the news fulfills that function of being on top of what's going on. Uh, and then I, I think the last thing do we have time to talk about? Yes. Yeah. Uh, is I think there's you know the purpose of social media is inherently you know social interactions. Whereas I feel like 
modern social media is much more about self-promotion and, you know, sort of rooted in narcissism. Whereas like, I feel like now, you know, things are going a little bit away from like celebrity culture and self-promotion, much more about connecting with other people. Like all these Zoom calls out with my friends, Brent and I both celebrated birthdays during this quarantine. I've had, you know, a few Zoom birthday parties. Tell us a little bit about a quarantine birthday. What does that look like? Yeah, it was weird at first, but having, you know, a Zoom where, you know, you have the Brady Bunch view yeah, and you have all your friends or in my case, all my family there, you know, greeting, greeting me a happy birthday. That was really special. Um, that definitely made it um, more interesting and uh, better to kind of be through that. So, yeah, it was, it was cool. Yeah. I you did a, a Passover Seder. A Passover Seder. Seder. Yeah. 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 I did a 30th birthday trivia yeah, you did. Uh, celebration, which was really fun, which is something that wouldn't have happened otherwise. So that's, that's cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, we'll take a break and we'll be back in a few minutes. Thanks for listening to Ship Talking on 97.9 The Hill. You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. We'll be back with more after this on 97.9 The Hill. And now back to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Once again, here's Sharon. Welcome back to Ship Talking. I am your host, Sharon, here again with good friends, Matt and Brendan. What's up? Hello again. So on Ship Talking, I've, I've really wanted this show to be a place of support and brainstorming and companionship, particularly during this really tough time, but I also want it to be a place to laugh and vent and joke because I think that is a very real way to deal with tough times. And so I thought we would end this show with a little bit of fun, with a little game. Um, I called, or we decided to call this game Quarren Faves. Is that what we're doing? Okay, we're just we're just gonna go around and we're gonna share all of our favorite things that we've discovered during quarantine. My favorite one, I've thought about this a lot, which now that I say that, I actually don't know my answer. Um, but okay, we'll, I'll go last here. Favorite quarantine snack? Go. Ooh. Mm. Oh. Well, I gotta say, it's not really a snack, but it can be a snack if you're really hungry. Uh, Primo pepperoni DiGiorno pizza. Oh, <laughs> best quarantine wow. discovery. Wow, the best Primo frozen pepperoni. pizza on the market today. Okay, noted. Yeah. Um, I think mine might have to be those like thin Ritz sour cream and onion crackers oh, yeah. that we've discovered, are which are phenomenal, and also maybe tied with Americone Dream Ben and Jerry's. Ooh. Oh, you've come around to Americone Dream. I have come around. I'm to half baked for me, but yeah, you're still half baker. Yeah. Not really a sweets guy. Although, what are those things called? Those eggs what are those oh y'all uh, cadbury the cadbury, cadbury mini, mini eggs, eggs. Yeah, best so that's a whole category of its own that's best easter candy i have some in my uh freezer right now british Amazing. chocolate is superior to american chocolate mm. agreed just gonna say is that your choice matt uh sure or you know boots is crab chips but you know i think i'm alone boots. here i think it's utz I think it's uh, is it boots? <laughs> Got our snacks covered. All right. Um, how about, Brendan, this is a question for you. What's your favorite plant that you've discovered? Ooh, Aww. good question. Hmm. I'd probably say the uh, 
the the trees like learning what the trees are here these mm. massive trees in the durham area they're called loblolly pines and they're just towering over yep. everything they're really cool i never knew their name so it's cool to like figure out what they are yeah absolutely but yeah that's my favorite tree plant. i've loved watching those lettuces and arugula sort of go crazy in my gardening beds yeah. i just totally forgot that i planned those it's been awesome sharon do you have one um, I don't know if I, so like favorite plant I've, Just, what was it? I'm sitting here looking at a very beautiful fiddle leaf fig tree, which I've recently decided I'm going to ask for, for my birthday. So I don't know if this is like actual my answer or just what I'm, I'm being pushed to say right now, but I'm mm. going to go with fiddle leaf fig. Okay. All right. Like it. Got another one, Sharon? No, oh, I got one here. Brandon's turn. Um, What's the, your favorite thing that you've watched? So it could be a TV show or a movie. I got it, y'all. Mm. I got it. I have been on top of quarantine TV. My two biggest recommendations are Waco, which uh, neither of you have watched yet. I am not a binger. I don't binge. I don't have the attention span for it. I watched Waco in one day. So Waco and wow. then Unorthodox which is a beautiful, beautiful story about this girl leaving her ultra-Orthodox community. It is great television. Mm. Those are my picks. Awesome. Brendan? Uh, I got to say BoJack. Uh, BoJack Horseman. Um, you know, it's all about L.A., so it was kind of cool to see a show focused in L.A. It's an animated show, so it's very funny, but also very serious. And how it combines the serious and the funny is it's Got really really awesome it's the best i've seen since like the simpsons yeah, y'all have been talking a lot about that it really does, good show. it sort of cuts the bite of the seriousness of like the subjects they're portraying with really really good humor um all right matt last one that's all we have time for uh yeah uh I'll, I'll i'll plug a shitty show uh so if you are in you know withdrawals from game of thrones and you know the unfortunate happenings of the last season oh god i'm so watching bad. this show called uh the last kingdom on netflix it's about it's like a Utrecht. historical drama yes about utrick ragnarsson um but it's it's a historical drama. It's actually very similar to Game of Thrones in tone. It's a very good show, actually. It's based off on a, uh, a series of novels uh, by this historical fiction writer. Um, I've enjoyed it a lot. Very cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for playing Corn Faves with me. Thank you. And thanks for being here. That's all we have time for on Ship Talking today. Please reach out to us on our new email, Ship Talking. Talking with the G at the end at WCHL.com. Thanks for listening to us. You've been listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine on 97.9 The Hill. For more episodes, visit the on-demand page of our website, chapelboro.com. 